Goldstein eFuturist, Health Innovation Media. We're broadcasting live from the Conversa booth, 11334, in the lower level of the HIMSS exhibit hall. David Nace is a, a leading physician expert for many years, and uh, we're going to talk about data. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about uh, the new company that has been doing unbelievable data things in other verticals, and they brought you on board to do smarter, better data in health because we have a tremendous shift in databases, and if we don't understand the underlying databases, as, as you've told me, that uh, we won't figure out how to manage the data we have, much less the tremendous amount of data that's going to come off the omics as we profile that for people with cancer and other conditions. So David, why don't you tell us about this uh, new company that uh, pulled you in to build an entire healthcare vertical core. So it's, uh, it's been an amazing journey in my life as a physician, taking care of patients, and then working in the industry. I've tried to skate where the puck's going to be. Right? Yes. So 25, 30 years ago, I thought employers would rule after the Clinton Health Plan didn't work out. And I was involved actually a little bit with that Clinton Health Plan, trying to help them out. So I actually went to employer benefits, working with employers, new health care. Then I saw managed care coming. So I went to the managed care side, and I was with Aetna United, chief medical officer. And then that was starting to fade, and I thought, technology, that's the future, right? So I went to McKesson, past 10 years, yeah. building applications and everything. And we all know things aren't interoperable. You know, healthcare is the only industry to fully digitalize. It was the last one to digitalize, but has created no value. The cost still going up the same rate. Quality overall is not all that much better. So it's very interesting. So I've been scratching my head thinking, what's the next one? What's wrong in Mudville? And I thought, the data. That everybody knows data is going to drive everything. Why can't we use all the data? Did you know that 80% of everyone's data is not currently even tapped or used? I did not know that. 80%. 80%. Absolutely. And, and that's generally in all industries. And you know what? I think you're just talking about the medical or health data that people no, have. No, right? generally in all industries. All, all industries. Data, yeah, all industries. But if we healthcare's the, worse. If we take the healthcare perspective, data that may be on my, my fitness or my purchasing behavior at the store, that's definitely not looked at by most health systems. Actually, that's even a worse story because if you look at an enterprise, a hospital, a health system, a health plan, a government, a state, I'm talking about the data that they have right. within their enterprise. Correct. 80% is not used. If you look at the other stuff you just mentioned outside, it's even worse. Correct. They're not right. even touching that. To so understand people, see, I believe this is about life. It's not about health and it's not about medical care because when a system, when, I, when my condition is treated properly, my life is better. That's right. So we're in a life business and we're not looking at people in the context of their family, their social environment, and all the other things that contribute or detract so how are we ever going to do that if we can't even handle the data we have within our structure? Well, that's my question to you. Right, so I stumbled across, I literally was out in Silicon Valley looking for the next thing I wanted to do, interviewing people, venture capitalists and stuff, and I ran into a guy for a company that had been plugging away at this for a while and said, you know there's a generational shift about ready to occur in the way data is housed and managed that will explode things. So I, I did a lot of history, and you know, technology shifts occur once every 20 or 30 years. We had mainframes in the 50s and 60s. The big shift occurred in 1984 when Oracle developed its version 7, which was a reliable and consistent version of the relational database, just, like, just right. like Excel spreadsheet, rows and columns. And today, 
ninety four percent of every data in the world every industry for everything is managed in relational databases a thirty year old technology that was built for problems of the sixties and seventies and so things are just over the past couple years starting to explode in a small way with non-relational databases that can do all kinds of neat things now i'm not talking about the hadoop and analytics of the world right. and as you know gartner has already said 80% of what's out there in analytics adds no value, doesn't do anything, but everybody's trying to do it. I'm talking about running your business. So can I convert relational databases that we have lived with, that you said, do today. can I convert it into unrelational databases that can be effectively mined? Absolutely not, it's a new technology, and disruptive technologies end up replacing old technology. And always, whether you're talking about steam, you know, sail ships migrating to steel right. steamships or whatever, that conversion occurs quickly, but it doesn't convert. You can't take a sales ship and make it a steamship. Well, can ship. I take the data out of relational databases and put it in the new structure? Yes and yes. So um, you can so actually- I need the whole new structures, but I can get the data out of the old structures and put it in the new structure. You structures. can use the data immediately, and you can use it in any form, any way, any time, cheaper and faster like all disruptive technologies do. So, so the move, as I understand it, the move from relational to unrelational databases is disruptive. Absolutely. Hugely disruptive. Disruptive. And it's absolutely needed because the volume of data is growing exponentially. Well, it's not even that. The relational database requires a specific structure kind of data, right? Yep. And now we have all kinds of data. So it's not even the volume, it's the volume, the velocity, the veracity. It's And the world in the past two years has created more data than all of human history. So it's not just the type, it's the type, the volume, the speed. And we're doubling every two or three years, correct? Even faster. So this is an issue is what do we do? So right now, if you take any organization, hospital health plan, and their information technology department, their CIO, they're backlogged in queues because right. the relational database can't handle it. And even then, they're only able to use less than 10% right. of their data. So. Um, Four years ago, there were four or five companies in this space. Now there's 60. So the beginning of the hockey stick is starting to happen. So some people call this space not only SQL, no SQL. It's not a great term. I use the term non-relational because they this is the new technologies beyond relational. And there's lots of different types. It's a whole different story, but you should come and learn about it. Yes, I will. And um, the name of the company you're working with now is? So I work with MarkLogic. MarkLogic. MarkLogic, M-A-R-K-L-O-G-I-C. So and the interesting thing, in we- New York? Nope, Silicon, Silicon Valley. Valley, right. So we've been around for uh, 14 years. 14 years. Organic growth, started by a founder who was a brilliant visionary, uh, good friends with the folks at Google, interested in search, and his question was, how come I can go on Google and find anything in the world, and I go to work and I can't find a darn thing? And that's still true today for most people. Think about it. I'm thinking about it. Right, and also Google, when you ask things, it then prompts you new things to ask, right? If you think about the way we do analytics, we don't do it that way. We preconceive the question, answer, and maybe get an answer later. Right. So how do we make data instruct us to make curious exploration, right? And that's what this new sort of technology does. So, um, so Mark, Mark Logic's been around a long time, but oh, so it was adopted by the intelligence community. And they were early adopters of technology, terrible references. And that's where a lot of the organic growth occurred. And right, so after Mark September 11th, MarkLogic really started growing and just recently has begun exploding. And so right now, in other industries, JP Morgan is running their bank on us, Deutsche Bank, uh, healthcare.gov, 
the reason we were able to save it at the last minute is they brought us in. We run the data hub for all the IRS first time. Of the renovation second time around. Well, there was no second time, actually. They launched and they've been successful since, but we helped them go live right. when they right. weren't going to be able to do it with a traditional Correct. relational approach so, after three years. So other examples of health, any health systems or health plans using your... Well, so this is today? very interesting. So there's lots of other industries worldwide that have been using this approach. Healthcare is always the last, right? Yeah. So the folks from um, some of the large uh, health plans that were called in on the healthcare.gov save got to know our technology and are starting to rapidly deploy it. So we're in two of the largest five health plans. The pharmaceutical industry is exploding using this for real world evidence, going out, tracking people with Facebook and... Wow, and, you're the greatest unkept secret of the show, I think. That's right. So all that stuff we do for the intelligence community, counterterrorism work, you know, uh, intel workers in the field using laptops on our technology, that's stuff people don't... So we don't do you even have promote. a booth at him 16 We do. You do? Where is that? It's two rows over and down. What's the number? What's... <laughs> and uh, I don't have the number right hey, Fred, off Fred, can you look up the number for, for Mark, uh, Logic? Mark Logic booth? Thank you. We'll get that out on the show. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, so that's that's really exciting because uh, that's going to revolutionize our ability to use data. Yes. And apply it. Right. Which should help us uh, lower costs and improve quality. And that's that's exactly it. So one one six five zero. one one six five zero. That's right around us. And there's. Four or five people from Logic there, ready and standing. To so my associate question. Fred Goldstein is going to go kick their tires later because uh, he loves data. He loves databases, and this whole new generation of undata relational databases. So is you right know, up his alley. you know what I often tell people, like I'll meet with CIOs because most of the most of the people that do information management, they're sort of no one world, right? Right. So I often ask them when they start to ask me, they're interested, and they say, well, "How do I learn about this?" I say, "Stop." Remember the movie The Matrix, right? Yes. They had a choice. He sat down on the couch and said, look, I need you to make a choice. You can take the red pill or the blue pill. If you take the blue pill, the world will continue the world you know it. If you take the red pill, you have to be willing to go down the rabbit hole. And the world is not the way you see it today. When you look at these new technologies, just like going from sail ships to steamships, you have to reconceive what technology is about and how data is used. And it really is a totally different perspective. So that's what I would ask people to do when they're going to the booth. Keep your mind open, be willing to look at things very different. Don't start asking questions in the old world and ask questions about how you solve your problems. Okay, so we got about two minutes to go. And this is, uh, I love revealing secrets. It really shouldn't be secrets. And getting the work out, word out about Mark Logic. And um, what's the key advice that you would give to a CIO or their health technology team that are now sitting. They just invested billions of dollars in Epic built on the old relationship, right? Epic's database is the relational database, right? All the data stored in a relational database. So what's your recommendation to those organizations who dumped billions of dollars in the 80s technology? Right, so they're actually not 80s technology. As you know, Epic has newer technology. And many of the other organizations, HIEs or people that are doing claims processors for payers or pharma, they're still new technologies, but they sit on a database. So at the they bottom, they sit on the structured right. relational database, and that's what people. So, are, so what right. advice? 
So I would actually give, give the advice to the business teams, not necessarily to the CIO. Okay. And, and so what, are, what did we learn over time? Culture eats strategy every day for lunch. Yes. Well, within an IT organization, they all know one way of doing things. So going right at that, it may not be the best way to do it. Maybe going to the business side and saying, hey, there's something going on in the industry. There's a shift, there's a technological shift, and you should know about it because here's what you could do as a result of that shift. Right now, all they do is send orders to the IT so, shop and they're behind. Right, so the business side needs to identify their requirements that would lead the IT people to demand and require unrelational databases. Not at all. I would actually recommend collaboration. So I think the business team, the C-suite, the business team, needs to work with their CIO and their colleagues in the IT department to really look and understand this new technology, this non-relational technology, and there's many companies offering it, and understand what can be done, because right. the world can be different. Thank you, David. Sure. Mark Logic's the company, and you're building the healthcare vertical for them. Sounds Thank you, good. they're lucky to have you. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.